the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is Following God's Manual for Living. Following God's Manual for Living. What if God showed up this morning and he said, I'll make you a deal. If you obey me and follow my rules, I'll bless every area of your life. Your family, your finances, your future. You'll never have to worry about these things anymore. I'll watch over you and provide for you both now and forever. How many of you would see this as a good deal? How many of you would say, Lord, sign me up. I want to be in on this. I don't want to miss any of the blessings that you have for your people. I'm glad you feel that way because the offer is for real. And it is available to everyone in the world. The blessings of God are not automatically poured out upon people. God is not a robot, not a mechanical being that acts impulsively on the spur of the moment without thought or purpose. The blessings of God are not the result of a reflex emotion that arouses God to bless this person and that person. The blessings of God are not poured out indiscriminately at random, in a chaotic fashion. God demands something of a person before he blesses that person. God's blessings are conditional. A person has to do something in order to receive God's blessings. Obedience is the one condition that we as the children of God have to meet in order to receive the blessings of God. Obedience is a key that opens the door to God's blessings. God has linked faith and obedience together so that all of his promises are conditioned upon you and me following the directions that he gives us. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 33, these were verses or promises given to the children of Israel, but what was true of the children of Israel is also true of us uh, today. 
Stay on the path that the Lord your God has commanded you to follow. Then you will live long and prosperous lives in the land you are about to enter and occupy. And then in Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 6, If you fully obey the Lord your God by keeping all his commands, I am giving you today, the Lord your God will exalt you above all the nations of the world. You will experience blessings if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed wherever you go, both in coming and in going. See, God has made some incredible promises in his word about obedience. The Bible says that if you obey God's instructions, you will be happy. You will live um, longer. You will lack nothing that is good. And you will have all that you need. This is the promise of God. Obedience towards God is the key to these blessings that God promises us. Now, I'm told that up to 90% of all patients do not follow their doctor's advice as given. They leave half-empty medicine bottles, cheat on their diets, persist in bad health habits, and fail to return for checkups. At the same time, there are patients who deem it necessary to improve on their doctor's advice. So when one capsule is prescribed, they take two. And their reasoning is, if one tablet is good, then two must be twice as good. And sometimes we forget that doctors go to school for up to 10 years and more so that they can properly counsel and treat us. And so we, the untrained patients, often think we know more than our doctors do about medicating ourselves. But the point is this. When God gives us principles to live by or an assignment for us to accomplish or a word to guide us, He expects us to obey him. And the reason God wants us to obey him is because he is the creator. He knows more than we, the creature. As the infinite, all-knowing, and all-wise architect of the universe, God knows what is best for us. God's rules and commands are not suggestions. He does not have to explain why he gave us these commands. He wants us to do them in faith. Sometimes they sound unfair. They sound like they were meant to cramp our style or to limit us. For example, the Bible says when someone hurts you, you are to forgive them. And we don't like to do that. And the Bible says you are to give the first 10% of what, what he has given you to support the building of his kingdom his church, and some of you refuse to do that, and sometimes you simply tip God rather than do what God expects you to do. See, a lot of these commands may not make sense from a human standpoint, but, but God's 
But God says, do it. It's a matter of trust. So the big question is, will I be blessed by obeying what God said to do when I don't understand it? There's no question that you'll be blessed if you do it, even if you don't understand it. God promises to reward us if we just follow his directions. And so today I want us to look at how to receive the promised blessings of God. When you know what God wants you to do, when you know what the will of God is, you do four things. Number one, obey God immediately. Obey God immediately. You don't delay. You don't procrastinate. You don't make excuses. You don't drag your feet. You just do it. You don't do it later. You do it now. Psalm 119 and verse 32 says, I will quickly obey your commands. And in verse 60 it says, I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. If there is any time in your life you really ought to hurry, it's when God tells you to do something. You obey God immediately whether you feel like it or not. I've heard people say from time to time, I don't like, I don't feel like forgiving such and such a person who has hurt me. I just can't forgive them. You obey God in spite of how you feel. You do not live by feelings. If you live by feelings, you'll find yourself in big trouble all the time. After you have obeyed, then you can work on your feelings. Your feelings will play catch-up. So here's a principle. In the Bible, any time God gives a command without a specific date, like on the first day of the week, do this, he means do it now. Now, children are born knowing how to play the game of delayed obedience. You don't have to teach them that. Here they are playing their games or video, and you say, come to dinner. And the first game they play is play deaf. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you say that. And we do that all the time with God. I can't hear you, God. He's talking loud and clear, but I'm not listening. I pretend I'm deaf when I know God is talking to me. See, when we delay obedience, it means we are questioning God's authority. Do you really know what is best for me, God? I know you said this in the Bible, but surely you didn't mean me when you said that. So the question is, what if God responded to our needs at the same speed in which we obey him? You see, when we get in trouble, we want God's help immediately. God, I need your help now. I need it fast. Suppose God should say, I'll think about it. I'll, I'll get around uh, to it one of these days. But right now, I'm a little busy, and I intend to help you, but it will take a while. 
You wouldn't like that, would you? Certainly not. You see, if we want the blessings of God, when he tells us something that we need to do, we should follow his instructions. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Let me repeat that. Delayed obedience is disobedience. But the second rule is obey him completely. Obey him completely. You don't say, I like this command, but I don't like that one. I'm going to follow this, but I'm not going to follow that one. We need to be totally obedient. Psalm 119 verse 4 says, Lord, you gave your orders to be obeyed completely. In order to do this, we need to understand two very important truths. One, God's standard of right and wrong has never changed, and it never will. If something was wrong 6,000 years ago, it is still wrong today, if God said it is wrong. Lying was wrong in the Ten Commandments, and it is still wrong today. Truth doesn't change. Culture changes. Popular opinion changes. Lots of things change, but truth does not change. And what's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong, regardless of what the popular opinion polls say. But two, God has a bigger perspective than us. He sees things we can't see. Trying to see from God's perspective would be like an ant trying to see from my perspective or your perspective. It isn't going to happen. We are not capable of seeing it all like God sees it all. James chapter 4 and verse 11c says, Your job is not to decide whether God's law is right or wrong, but to obey it. Now, the oldest temptation to man is not lust, it's not lying, it's not gluttony. The oldest temptation is the temptation to doubt God's word. You see, when Satan came to uh, Eve in the Garden of Eden, his first temptation was, did God really say you should not eat of that tree? You see, God had told Adam and Eve, you can eat of everything else in the Garden of Eden, but you're not to eat of this tree. And so the, the devil um, began to create questions in the, mind, in the minds of, um, of um, Adam and Eve, but particularly for Eve. Did God really say that? Is every time you're tempted, he's still using that same line on you in your conscience. I know the Bible says don't do this, but is it really for me? I know the Bible says I'm supposed to do this, but really, does that apply in the 21st century? Did God really? Is to doubt God's word. Don't let Satan mess you up like that. Faith is trusting God in the details of life. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5 says, Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything you on your own. One dear man 
a Syrian who had leprosy, named Naaman, came to the prophet Elisha, or Elijah, and said, I'm a very famous man, but I have leprosy. What do I do? Elijah said, I'll tell you what to do. Just to show your faith, God wants you to go down to the Jordan River and um, dip yourself in it seven times. Naaman said, no, you have to be kidding. That's humiliating. A person like me would not, should not do that. Elijah said, yes, it's humbling yourself before God. You obeyed, and on the last time he comes up out of the water, he was cured of his leprosy. Was there special power in that water? I don't think so. It was because he was obedient to God. He had faith, and he obeyed God completely. And Jesus says, if you trust me in the details of life, if you are faithful in the little things, it means that you trust me, and I will reward you with bigger things in the life to come. Obey God immediately and completely. And then thirdly, obey God joyfully. Joyfully. Psalm 119 and verse 16. I enjoy obeying your commands. And in verse 47, I find pleasure in obeying your commands. How is it enjoyable to obey God's commands? Three, three reasons. One, because I'll have fewer problems. If I follow the instruction manual for, for living that God, the creator, has laid out for me, then I'm going to have a lot fewer uh, problems and more benefits. So it is to our advantage that we obey the commands of the Lord joyfully. So when you're putting together a bicycle or some other mechanical devices, does it help to follow the instructions? Of course. So you will have fewer problems and make it more enjoyable. But two, I know I'm going to be rewarded in heaven. And three, it's enjoyable because I love God. I know what he has done for me and I want to obey him. First John chapter 5 and verse 3 says, Loving God means doing what he tells us to do. You see, when you walk with the Lord... Through many, many years, the more you realize what God has done for you, how good he has been to you, the less you want to offend him if you know how good God has been to you. He has blessed you with family and food and finances and friends and life and loved ones. He has blessed you with a roof over your head and, and food on the table and a few, uh, a few change in your pockets. And uh, you are richer than uh, a good part of the world because God has blessed you. You live in a great country uh, where you can do certain things and, and be able to, to maintain yourself in the proper way. But even more important than just those things is the opportunity that we have uh, to have a relationship with God every single day. 
We have nothing to complain about. And all God is asking is that we keep his commandments and put him first in our lives. If we want the blessings of God in our life, then we must obey him immediately, completely, joyfully, and fourthly, obey him continually. Obey him continually. Now, life is not a 50-yard dash. It's a marathon. You obey God continually. Psalm 119 and verse 112, I am determined to obey you until I die, says the psalmist. Have you made that choice or that decision that you will obey God until you die? Maybe you are thinking, I really want to obey the Lord, but sometimes I blow it, I mess up. I sin and fall short of God's expectation every day. No matter how hard I try, I still mess up. How can God bless someone like me? Number one, God knows the difference between a genuine believer who stumbles once in a while and an unbeliever who doesn't care about God at all. And number two, the scriptures tell us that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's why Jesus died on the cross, so that when we do mess up, we can come to the cross for cleansing and forgiveness. Let me be the first to say, that I'm no expert on obedience. I've been disobedient to God more times than I can really count. I need the cross just as much as you need the cross. I need grace just as much as you need grace. The desire and the prayer of my heart is like that expressed in, by the psalmist in Psalm 119 and verse 33, where he says, Just tell me what to do. And I will do it, Lord. As long as I live, I will, I'll wholeheartedly obey. And the Apostle Paul, in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 16, we must be sure to obey the truth we have, al- we have learned already. You see, if you obey God immediately, completely, joyfully, and continually, you can expect God to show up to fulfill his promises. God will, will show up when you have no food in the house. God will show up when you can't sleep at night. God will show up when you have no money to pay your bills. God will show up when you don't know what to do about your situation. God will show up when you feel like nobody cares or understands when you can't see any way out of your dilemma. And God will show up when you feel like you simply can't go one step further. As if you are obedient to God and trust him, you can depend on him to show up when the loan at the bank doesn't go through, when the doctor doesn't know what else to do, when the burden becomes too heavy for you to bear. When the enemy comes in like a flood, or when the food in the refrigerator runs low, 
You see, you can count on God to show up when you're threatened by an avalanche of problems. You can count on God to show up when you are tossed into a lion's den, when you're facing a giant like Goliath, when you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, and you can expect God to show up when you are in need of divine healing. When you need a miracle after the doctor has diagnosed your situation and you don't know exactly what's going to happen. If you're faithful to God, you can expect him to show up. And he will do what God does best. He is a miracle working God. And so as the hymn writer tells us, God never fails. God never fails. He abides in me. He gives me victory. No, God never fails. Just keep the faith and never cease to pray. Just walk upright. Call him noon, day or night. He'll be there. He'll be there. There's no need to worry. For God never fails. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.